to the Forerunners podcast. Let's not waste any time getting to the second part of our interview with Rachel Kite. Enjoy. All right, we're back. And I am wearing my headphones the correct way now. So he sat there looking at me wearing my headphones incorrectly and didn't fix it. I knew she was probably uncomfortable, but I didn't want to affect the flow of the talk. You know what I'm saying? But I Don't interrupt my flow. (laughs) Let's talk about direct performance strength and conditioning for runners. Yes. Um, This is how I met you. Yeah. I kept on asking Carl about it and saying, when is this or what is this? And I would see y'all post like a new session's happening. So I signed up and I come to it and I got to be honest with you, I don't like strength training or conditioning. I, yes. It's I, probably clear to you. <laughs> just to He this, says it actually. It's, yeah. It's an, it would be hard to be unclear because he says, <laughs> I don't like this. So, I'm probably uh, Rachel's worst student, maybe possibly weakest student. <laughs> but he brings the hype, and so he's my favorite. Don't tell the others. Oh, okay? oh, I, oh. don't tell the others. I had to edit that out. Thanks. But I'm a. Uh, but it has made me stronger, and um, there are some things that I'm going to do better from here on out. Ab work. I will do ab work. Yeah, now. we decided that you're going to be the plank king. Yes, but. I might not be able to because there's an older guy, he's 62 years old, just did it yesterday, eight hours. I did see that. I almost shared it with you. I shared it with you, but I think it was in a group that you can't get in, or that's private. Not that you can't get in, but you have to work to get in, like answer questions. Oh, like a secret thing. No, it's like I love running community or something. Oh. But I tried to share it with you, but he did an eight-hour plank. That's insane. I am going to get, I might be the, I'm going to be the plank king of Hampton Roads. Okay, I like that. Yes. And the first person I'm coming for is you, Carl. Yeah, Carl. (laughs) Carl, I love him. He's intense and amazing. Yep. So, Um, let's talk about it. it. Okay, I will say as an aside, in the strength and conditioning class, Carl is super duper focused. Mm -hmm. And he like does his thing and he goes hard. And then Danny comes along, and he will say the most ridiculous things, and it will make Carl laugh, which is so funny, because I know he's, like, trying to focus so hard, and then Danny's, like, over here being a wacko, and it's such a good thing. Um, okay, I will say, you are not alone. Most runners are not, like, super jazzed about doing strength training, yeah. but it's so important. It prevents injury it helps you be more durable it gives you strength for the end of those long runs that we all love so much so it's critically important to be lifting as a runner and lifting appropriately mm-hmm. as a runner so I that much like that strength and conditioning class is my heart I feel mm-hmm. like if more people could really you know, grasp the benefits that they would receive from being able to lift in such a specific runner-driven way that they would see great benefits. I've the stories of just the people that um, I've been training in these classes have been fantastic mm-hmm. um, as far as injury prevention and just feeling stronger and getting faster. And it's it's really been. A, you know, a joy. It's been a joy yeah. to watch people mm-hmm. succeed so much through something that we know is so foundational. And I, if you know, I'll make you foam roll sometimes too. So yeah, 
That's a fun And day. she tries to end the class on ab work. You're welcome. Yeah. That. I'm yeah. going to take it more seriously from now on <laughs> since I'm having ab problems. You heard it here, so you have so many witnesses. Let me, <laughs> if you guys see that she has open open spots in her sessions, you should really give it a shot at least at least one time. I've been to two, two um, sessions. Yeah. I'm going to sign up for the third one. Um, and I'll, this is this will be a, a confession. If you weren't the teacher, I probably wouldn't come <laughs> because <laughs> like you, you make me want to like what I'm doing. And she, oh. you 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 are very good at explaining why we're doing that. What what the what the exercise has to do with running? Yeah. yeah. What what the purpose is? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like we're doing a bunch of bull crap to Thank make us you. feel. Like we're getting a workout. There's reasons we're doing yes, every exercise. Yes, and I have more energy at 5.30 in the morning than every other human on the earth. So if you come in tired, you won't be for very long. Right? My first day. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know what's going My on. first day, I walked in, and Rachel was like, guys, I got in a car wreck. <laughs> and she was like, but today is my best day. I was like, oh my gosh, she's crazy positive. And she just stays positive. Yes, that's real. Every day. Every day is my best day. You can't smile all day if you don't start now. But yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a great, it's a fun class. It's definitely not boring. You wake up fast um, and you get a good workout. Sometimes I... This is the, the only part I don't like about strength and conditioning is that you're sore sometimes. I, I don't like making myself yeah, sore. Yeah, the goal is not to be so sore that your runs are not yeah. amazing. You know, we're trying to cross-train and supplement yeah. what we're doing in your running life. So, yeah, we definitely try to stay on the other side of that. Sometimes I get a little bit excited. Like, I'm trying to pack in... 10 pounds of crap in a five pound sack and then we go real nuts and then we do some a lot of <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I've heard Rachel say that some of her goals in some of the workouts is just to make Carl throw up. I've also heard... <laughs> Not yet. I haven't done it yet. I've also heard her have success in cycling classes trying to make her students throw oh, up. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we had, that was I a rough she summer. she got in trouble that for was it. A what is happening? You like, know, whatever you can do or not do to make this stop happening, please do it. <laughs> but yeah, the strength and conditioning is, is great. So if, if you guys are listening to this and you're ever interested, there's going to be open spots on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. They're six-week. You got to get them quick, though. Yeah, they go yeah, fast. They're yep, six-week six courses. Six-week sessions. And then and so I've had some people who've been with me for three years and yeah when I go in there it seems like you know keep know on people keeping from on front back. well and that's part of training people too right it's figuring out you know how how to encourage you what it is what and the benefit of only having eight people in each class is that we learn you know where your deficits are we learn what modifications you need we can specifically for you either make things a little bit easier or we can make them more challenging depending on where you are in your weightlifting and fitness journey. Mm -hmm. So we can be very specific about your needs as opposed to just like get in here and lift these weights and mm -hmm. you know we can you know especially if you're struggling with an injury you know runners get injured that is part of the deal yeah. at times and 
so if there's things that are nagging, then we can make some adjustments or we can bolster what we're doing to encourage you to heal faster or get stronger yeah. uh, to, to keep you more durable. So, yeah. and, a- and you as a human, not just you as the runner, it's, you know, what mm-hmm. each person sort of has going on. I'd be what most would consider a, a thick boy. <laughs> okay. I'd be a thick boy. All right. So I go in there and I'm, I'm seeing these weights and I start doing, I started doing some of the heavier stuff. And then the first time I went in there, I was very sore. So what I had to learn and adjust on, and I even talked to my coach about it is I had to go. One of the reasons I'm going there is, is not so much for strength, which I do get some strength, but I've been lowering my weight and I get Mobility work there. Yes. Yes. That's yes. a big deal for me. Yes. So it's not just strength, it's mobility. Because y'all are looking at the number one most immobile person in Hampton Roads. Well, you're not looking at them, you're listening to them. Yeah. But I'm I mean, getting better. I think there's some people who would fight you for that. Well, you accolade. have seen my squat improve. Uh, yes. Oh, for sure. It has improved. Yes, for sure. I'm very proud of you. Yes. Yes. Very. So. We're Let, gonna work on some ankle mobility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll continue that. Well, that's what that's what Brian Marr used to dry needle me for. I'm a lot better. I used to. Did you know? I don't know if I'd let you know this, but when I went to visit Brian Marr at Direct Performance, I couldn't lift my foot above 90 degrees. All right. That's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad we're fixing that. Yeah. yeah so I'm much better now. Um, but I still have room for improvement and, and we all I, am, do. I yeah. am improving Yeah, at this class. I agree with you. So, yep, I agree. um, let's get into some of your, um, some of your fun stuff, some stuff that you love. Let's talk about climbing and riding. I need to say this about Rachel. She rides at like 25 or to 28 miles per hour, sometimes 30. Yeah. It's so fun. When I ride a bike, even in a group <laughs> drafting. I only get up to like 15 to 16 miles per hour. So I don't even know. I don't even know what the heck you're doing. Oh, yeah. I do love cycling. It's, yeah, cycling's super fun. It's a little, there's a learning curve and there are times when it's like a little scary if I'm honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I've ridden out in the mountains and we're like flying down a mountain, I like make a weird scared noise yeah. the whole way. Like it's... <laughs> Yeah. Or I go, okay, okay. But no one can hear me, so it's fine. You you know what? If you can't overcome your fear, then you just freaking do it scared, okay? That's the deal. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you just have to do the stuff that scares you. And mm-hmm. They'll ride on the Team Portsmouth, who I would ride with. Yeah. They'll go to the Jordan Bridge, and I won't go. What? Okay, Jordan Bridge wouldn't be that bad. Uh, Listen, if you can't get over your fear, then you just do it scared, okay, Danny? <laughs> now, nah, my bike's been away... For a, a long time, up in the up in my room up there, I'm, I'm scared of riding. It's much scarier than running. I mean, I did. Okay, full disclosure, my ego got ahead of me, and I wouldn't wear those like dorky clear glasses in the morning, and so I got a corneal abrasion, which turned into like I don't know Quasimodo face for two weeks. So yeah. The patch was cool, though. That was a cool... And Scott Ward sent me this really fantastic patch that looked like a a lizard eye. I'm going to start wearing it as a fashion statement. (laughs) So if you see me with a lizard eye... Yeah. Yeah. You don't... Join me. Join me. Lizard face. Do you like 
the adrenaline rush of it, of cycling or what? Like, because you not only I said riding, but she also climbs. Yeah, um, I think that I just enjoy challenging myself. Yeah, and you know, climbing super fun. Um, there's something about like feeling strong and accomplishing that you know <laughs> that activity like yeah. it's just there's something like super exhilarating about that there it you know like it's there's nothing like it you can't um even in a gym like when you climb outside dang there's just something so fantastic plus i love being outside yeah. i love sort of like cutting my hands up and being dirty and yeah. crying a little bit like if you don't cry are you really having a good time mm-hmm. i mean so so when I go into REI, I see a huge rock climbing section. I'm like, who the heck needs that around here? But it's you. Yeah. It's people. No, like there you. are. There are some of them. There are people. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a rock climbing gym here. There's several, aren't there? Yeah. I go to Latitudes. I love it. It's a bouldering gym, and I just yeah. it's fun. I I go a couple days a week. I just really have. I just really enjoy it. My it's, kids come, and we we like play pig on climbing routes yeah. you know like instead of basketball because full disclosure i'm good at some things like there's some things i'm really good at like you should see my handstands okay a plus that's great hand eye coordination is not my thing so if you want to beat me in something then challenge me to like basketball there you go yeah but also if i can't win i don't want to play so <laughs> thanks <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks. But, but, you know, so we like play pig with climbing routes. It's really fun. And and I love cycling. It's great cross-training. Um, sometimes your quads burn so bad when you're cycling. It is like the most delicious thing ever. And you can't recreate that in running. So you got yeah. to get your cycling on. Man. So can you go? How fast can you go without driving? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably like a big sissy. I always ride have you with never, like. Have you never tried? Um, I did a. I did a triathlon where I think I averaged like over the course of 26 miles. I think I averaged like 21. I was trying to keep it really conservative because I wanted to make sure, or maybe 20.5 somewhere in there. I I still had to run you a 10k. Get, you had to have juice. So out. yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> to keep that um but yeah no I'm pretty fast I ride with there's a friend of mine who I was like in a spin class the weather was gross and so I was riding with a friend of mine in a spin class and he told the class he's like no you listen to me Rachel's like dude fast (laughs) like um ew I am Rachel fast yeah she is Rachel fast because I'm if dude fast is fat, I'm a dude and I can only go 15 <laughs> miles per hour. But I did like that. He's like, no, she really can keep up. So. Yeah. So if you go to like a cycle bar, you'll get number one every time or what? Is the weight, is that a thing? Yes. Do they do competitions It's a competition in every bar? class. <gasps> I think. I might be speaking out of turn, but it's what I see on the internet. Okay, well, I'm, I'm about to find Let's out. Let's go to how... the same class. And yes. I'm a spinner. Oh, challenge accepted. I lost yes. 40 pounds spinning. Okay. In one go. I'm <laughs> In one go. No, I would spend like an hour a night. Okay, I taught, that's, I tar- started as a spin teacher. Yeah. Like a spin class teacher, like Dang. whatever, 14 years ago or whatever it was. Like, no, I, listen, I take spin real seriously. Danny, get at me, okay? We should put together a competition 
where a bunch of people go to Cycle Bar. <gasps> That'd be fun. And then we all compete with each other? Yeah. This sounds amazing. It does sound Yes. Good. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I don't even know. Cycle Bar, are you listening? Do you make do that? Happen. Are we <laughs> making stuff up? There's some <laughs> <We> potential. <laughs> They're like, That's you funny. guys, stop. All right, let's get down to the real nitty-gritty. Let's talk about running. Okay. Um, when did you start running? I ran for a little while. Actually, in middle school. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. And it was the day that you're supposed to run the mile in PE. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was, like, very angry about that. But I got in a fight with, like, my two best friends. And so I was like, I'm not going to hang out with you. Whatever. And so I, like, ran the mile kind of being a stinker. And I ran it pretty fast. Yeah. In PE. And so the PE teacher was like, uh, my last, my last name then was Sherback. And so people really love to say that. And he's like, Hey, Sherback, stay after class. And I was like, okay, now I'm in trouble. (laughs) And so he was like, Hey, I'm going to take you upstairs and you're going to, I want you to meet this one teacher. And so he like brings me to the, um, cross country coach Mm -hmm. who is like also like, um, I think he taught social studies. It helped that he was like a very cute teacher. So I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I could probably do cross country. Okay. So I joined the team like a little late, but then ended up being our fastest girl on the Mm -hmm. team and being pretty good at it. Um, And then life got crazy. We moved from um, Old Town. My parents separated and then then life just kind of got nuts. And um, I didn't do so much running. I did play football on the boys' team in eighth grade. I don't know if I was making a statement or what my problem was, but listen, <laughs> I tried it. Didn't require any hand-eye coordination. It's fine. What, what position? Um, I was the left tackle. I was a gymnast. So I was a gymnast, and so I was like, I, I will hurt myself for this. And yes, I did. Oh, man. Um, I know. <laughs> Number 85, Winslow. I am. Um, or Winslow Middle School. I might not be, uh, I might not be surprised. <laughs> so... After we do our cycle bar, uh, we try to tackle each other. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm telling you, I'm a thick boy. I got a little. Uh... It's technique too, and a gross mis disregard for your own personal well being, which I have that. So, mm. um, <laughs> and no shame at all. So yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm squirrely, okay, Danny? Yeah. Anyway, where was I? Okay, so I didn't really run in high school. I was a drama kid. Um, that really sort of, you know, was where I sort of like let myself feel things. And so when life was hard, I ran to drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I had uh, my first baby, who is now 15, I was like, oh, I should. I was already like cycling and doing all that stuff, but I was like, you know, let me try this running gig. Like, you know, so I just kind of started at, I don't know, 23 or 24. I didn't really run before that. So um, I like, I ran my first half marathon. It was a rock and roll half marathon. And I like, (laughs) I like trotted the whole thing and I high fived people at every mile and I had like my best day. And then. A couple weeks later, I ran a 5K, and Coach Bernard, who coaches me now, he um, saw me at this 5K, and I came in, like, second in my age group, and he was like, 
he had coached all my sisters and so I came in second in my age group and he was like hey uh, do you feel like doing track workouts with us and I was like yes I do and then the next half marathon I ran I like cut 20 minutes off of my half marathon oh time so I was like oh maybe I'm pretty good at this and so it just became something I was like hey I'm pretty good at this mm -hmm. and then I think that you know running has Running can like either stir up demons or it can quiet them. And so initially running for me really stirred up some demons because then it was me realizing like, man, I had sisters who ran very well in college. Nat, my sister Natalie and my sister Abigail, like these really brilliant athletes. And I was realizing that like I'd really missed out on some I have some natural running talent and mm -hmm. I had missed all this time and so I immediately was like making up for lost time and I was like running too hard and too much and I didn't have any good balance and so initially my running career was really <laughs> not really career my running passion project yeah. was um, plagued by injury because I just was feeling these demons of the past of like if you had just pulled your crap together in high school you know and not acted like such an idiot mm -hmm. and I did act like an idiot then then like this could have this could have been this opportunity that you had and so like there was all these injuries and there was all this pressure to like run as fast as I could and get really nuts and and then after I was so injured running the marathon which I did you know it was a it was a great time um, qualifying for Boston on your first marathon is pretty great. I was proud of myself, but I wasn't really, running wasn't like healing me. It was hurting me. Mm -hmm. And so after I came back from that injury and, and really in some ways, you know, I'm thankful for that injury because if I hadn't run for that year, if I had, if I had kept running the way I was running, I never would have found direct performance. I don't think I ever would have become a massage therapist. There wouldn't have been that gap in my knowledge. And then, you know, it really, sometimes it's those bumps in the road that really guide your way. Mm -hmm. And so that injury, though it was long and, and challenging and being injured is, is, such a an emotional roller coaster and when runners get injured there's so many awful things that you go through because there was all these different varieties of reasons why we're running right and so mm -hmm. then you have to sort of face them mm -hmm. in a different way and but in the end it brought me to this career that I am so passionate about that I really feel is more of a calling it's a passion project more than it's a job and you know, it brought me to direct performance and I think that they are just, there's nobody better. I love being on their team. So while the injury was hard, I was really thankful for it. But afterward, I needed a new relationship with running. I needed running to be joy and I needed it to be um, something that like fueled me and didn't, wasn't me just chasing down the past. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because um, when I met Scott Ward, uh, he had come in uh, to get a massage. Sorry, Scott, I'm saying a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and he said, hey, uh, I don't like people touching me. 
I was like, oh, this is going to go really well. And I don't know him, so I don't know what's about to happen to my life when he, like, collided with me. And he was like, hey, uh, I looked you up on Athlinks. And I was like, okay. He's like, you used to be really effing fast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he goes, what's your problem now? I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and so he threw like that sort of like, and Rob Hunter really was pivotal and sort of encouraging me as like, hey, Rachel, like you have all this raw talent. You got to like, like use it. Don't, don't waste it. But it really gave me this sort of like trampoline toward um, having a healthier relationship with running. So I ran for an entire year with no watch at all. No running watch. I was just going to go and put some miles on my legs and just make it about the fact that I love running. And if, you know, my PR was that I could love running again or that I loved running the most or I was having the best time because I love to have the best time mm -hmm. no matter what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want running to be any different uh, than how I live the rest of my life. And so through this year of just, sometimes I would like, you know, set a timer. I would like throw my phone in my flip belt or whatever and set a timer for 15 minutes and I'd like run out for 15 minutes and the timer go off and then I would just like run home so I don't I don't really know how far I was going I had no idea how fast I was going I was just putting some miles on my legs and just really loving every step mm -hmm. and, and and you know what else about when you do it that way when you do those no and even still I do no watch runs yeah because some days you're tempted to have a crappy run but why does any day, why does any running day have to be crappy? And so if I just take the pressure off myself, then even the days when I would be tempted to be like, wow, this, you know, 8.15 pace is hurting way more than it should. Mm. Why not, why not just go out and just have your best running day just on a Tuesday, take your watch off, just go, go be free, go, go soul run, you know? Soul run. So I spent this year of soul running and... And then as I came back and was able to get a little bit more focused, like I, I'm about as fast as my 25-year-old self at 37 years old, and I certainly love running more, and I certainly am more passionate about it. I'm way less injured. I mean, I do. I am working for a company who actively like patches me back together when I when I have a meltdown. Um, but I, it really is about how much you love it. And I talk to so many runners in my practice, right? I have this beautiful opportunity to like lay my hands on 22 runners a week, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever, athletes a week. And so as we process through and we talk through, you know, being a runner and what that looks like and injury, so many people are like, yeah, but I'm not super fast, right? I don't, you know, I'm just running the 8K mm -hmm. or I'm just you're not any less a runner than anybody else. And and if you are like working towards your goals and you're enjoying it and it's bringing you the good stuff that you need then then like you're you're PRing. That's that's your PR. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, we're not all going to break the tape at a finish line. We're not <laughs> there's only one person that gets to do that you know and so the rest of us just need to find like what about running makes you joyful and and how and how you do that and 
how you put that together for yourself and I just so that's what running looks like for me right now is yeah. is you know how much joy does this bring me and and how much joy can I bring to others by being a part of this yeah. community and I and I'd like to say that if um my goal is to just bring joy and the hype to other people in the running community I'm doing pretty okay at that right I now. think so I'm good <laughs> I think so you help me a lot yeah that's powerful um, speaking of breaking tape, you, um, you kind of accidentally broke some. <gasps> yes, I did. Recently. Actually, you know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Actually, the, the, that finish line video is my favorite thing ever because I am like laughing hysterically and I, oh, just as the, the video of me breaking the tape cuts off, <laughs> I, I yelled, I have no business winning this race. <laughs> happening you know and actually that that's a that's a beautiful story because that weekend in particular was really challenging and there was this piece of me in that race it was the first time I had raced like laid it down in a long time I wouldn't even say I really had to because it ended up being like early on I was the leader yeah but my you know it's just there was some stuff going on in my life and there was this temptation for me to like like my goal was I was going to start the race with the pace group. It was like Drew and Kristen and I was going to like run out and it was going to be like, okay, they're going to keep me on track and then I'm going to turn the corner at the 10K mark, you know, like when you turn for the 10K, then I am going to run out all the ugly. Like I'm just going to like, I'm going to cry, like snot cry, just run hard and be in pain and this is, this is going to be cathartic, right? I was going to have this like... It, like dirty soul run like that really I started I was on the start line like okay this is it I'm gonna get this out right and then at mile wow it was like one or two really early on the bike lead he uh was kind of flanking me and so we're like why is that guy here like a bunch of us are like oh get out of here <laughs> and then he looks at me and he goes are you running the 10k and I was like yeah he said you're the female lead <laughs> I was like you you go back up there and you find the female lead. Double you check that. Get out of here. I said that. Double he was like, it's you. I was like, go double check. He's like, I checked. It's you. And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys. It's me. So Brett Riley was running right next to me. And, and we just, like, at that point, we, like, ran by Scott Ward. And Brett's like, Rachel's a female lead for the 10K. I was like, what is happening with my life? And then um, Scott tells Brett, he's like, will you take our girl home? You take our girl. You better get her home. You take her home. And so as we turn the corner to get onto this 10K course, we like left the half course and get onto the 10K course, Brett Riley ran right next to me and just said beautiful things to me and encouraged me and he like he was all the joy that I didn't have in that moment um and as I crossed the finish line laughing I was like why would I want to run any other way right you know so whatever it was a fluke it was amazing I didn't know that you had to like let go of the tape I was just gonna like keep running <laughs> like forever with it so like we had a slight tape fight the woman had to like yank it away from me kind of mm -hmm. so but uh, you know i keep telling people like what 
is that right? Like, I, I Rachel, 36-year-old mother of three type, should not be the winner of that 10K race. But everybody's like, it's about who towed the line. Burr, burr, burr. But just, you know what? Just oh. for anybody who doesn't know, we're talking about the Norfolk Harbor inaugural 10 yeah yeah in a, in a, a so i have the course record okay. oh yeah and just a note just for anybody who's listening we have decided that if you cross a finish line in first place you should get to take the tape home <gasps> yes i it's just need, my opinion i need i need to retroactively get that tape I was yeah. leaving with it. They, that woman was not going to let me have that. But there's, uh, apparently there's wisdom that's been passed down about inaugural races. Always run the inaugural. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew that I would probably do okay because it was like the first race and it was shorter. And so everybody does the half and I was like, oh, I'll just do this. I'll see. And I said I probably would do really well. I don't really know who signed up. I haven't really looked. It's sort of my first time like trying to race a bit. Um, and... And then ended up <laughs> like <laughs> giggling my way into the finish line. Yeah. Um, but it was funny too because I ran that 10K on Sunday and then I ran the Turkey Trot 10K like seconds per mile faster, significantly faster mm-hmm. on Thursday. And I was like 11th female overall <laughs> at my better effort. Always run the inaugural. Yes, yes. My running coach called after I ran the Harbor 10K and he was, I was like, oh my gosh, did you see? And he's like, yes, that's the best finish line photo I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, thank you. And he said, but could you have run that faster? (laughs) I was like, oh, no time to celebrate. Keep on going. That's funny. Do you, um, do you have any current like running goals? Uh, yeah, actually I would, um, I'm training to run the Monument 10K, uh, and I'd like to I'd like to PR there. I'd like to beat like I don't know how old I was, 25 year old Rachel or whoever, you know. So I I think I should be able to. My speed work has been showing me I'm probably okay for a PR if the stars all align. Yeah. Then I'd like to run the the Monument pretty fast. What is the Monument? Uh, it's the it's a 10k in Richmond, I think, and I could be lying, but I think it's like one of the biggest 10ks in the world. So it's really? like a 10k, but it's like marathon party. Like there's all kinds of people. Gotcha. Um, it was the first time that I've ever had to like fill out paperwork to get seated or like prove what I could run to get seated in a race. Really? And I didn't know how to, so I made Scott Ward do it for me. Shout out to <laughs> Scott Ward, what a baby. That's funny. Um. So that that's like my current goal. Um, I'm gonna pace uh, the one city two hour group for the first time. It's the first time I've ever paced ever. I'm stoked on that. Look, this is gonna air after you do that. So let's talk about uh, like it, like it already happened. Like it already How, happened. How'd that go? Uh, it was great. I made everyone call me Hercules Mulligan the whole time. <laughs> I did 15 cartwheels. It was my cartwheel Man, PR. That's amazing. I know. I, know. I would I would I love to have you pace me. <gasps> Um, okay. It'd be so lit. Here's what you should know. One time I agreed to pace my husband in a, uh, in a half marathon. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's the closest I've ever come to someone murdering me. (laughs) And my marriage survived, but it was by the skin of my teeth. I definitely acted like, I mean, I'm going to adjust some things for this, like, actual pacing gig. Like, yeah. 
don't run up over park benches and yeah this one's official pacing yes. your husband this is, like, pacing my husband was unofficial so you, he got you all to. the wacko that yeah. he signed up for that yeah well, that's exciting <laughs> yeah i'm pretty stoked um what about running dreams like big stuff like bucket list stuff mm, i would like to break 130 in my half i've run like a 130 155 132 um nice yeah so i would like to run so that's actually kind of like that's like my if i make a road map i'm the the 2020 is the year of the 10k and so i'm gonna like 10k the heck out of 2020 and then sort of get my speed under me and then try to come in 2021 and and try to go sub 130 in my half so that's that's kind of like my big like I got really close to it and didn't get there. And here's the thing, my sisters are so fast. I'm so, I keep like shaking the table really hard. I'm oh, it's so all good. sorry. No, I haven't noticed it all. Okay, that's good. Until you just pointed <laughs> it out. <laughs> now everybody's gonna be like the violent table let's shaking. Back I'm to doing. It. Let's listen back to this recording. <laughs> yeah, can we hear her slapping <laughs> the table really hard? Um, I have some sisters who are like stupid fast, and so. When I like told my sisters, I'm like, you guys, I'm so close to running a 131, you know, breaking 130. They were like, you are so cute, right? <laughs> okay, That's funny. Actually, Tommy Neeson calls me the slow fat sister. So, <laughs> oh <my laughs> <gosh>. proud. <laughs> well, look, before we wrap up, okay. I'm going to run upstairs and I'm going to get my daughter. Yeah. And she's going to perform. A Harry Potter trivia. This is excellent. Right. I'm not going to edit it either. So it's either going to show that you don't know a lot no, I'm very or that stressed. you do know I'm a lot. I'm very stressed out about that. So now. let's pause for a second. <laughs> All right. This is my daughter, Piper. Say hello. Hello. And Piper is going to run Rachel through the Harry Potter <laughs> trivia ringer. I'm terrified. So we've got a couple questions. I've got eight questions. Ooh. So hopefully y'all are Harry Potter fans. If you're not, just bear with Pretend. us. Pretend. Yeah, go ahead. You should be. Okay. Go ahead. Which Hogwarts teaching position is cursed? Oh, the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yes. yes. I'm going to mark counting you get right. Oh, yes. Okay. Ooh, my heart is racing. Oh, I'm going to throw off a little bit. She's pumped, too. Oh, my God. All right. Go ahead. All right. What is the name of Harry Potter's pet owl? Everybody, oh, Hedwig. Everybody knows that. Yep. What is the name of the secret training group Harry starts in Order of the Phoenix? Dumbledore's army. Yep. Ooh, ding ding. She is a Harry Potter professional. It's about to get. It's about to get. Now it's gonna get hard. Number one. Oh. Oh, this is the. This is one the hard one that that I thought shouldn't be first. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. All right. How many points do you get for catching the golden snitch in the game of Quidditch? Oh wow. Mm. It is. 150. Yes. Did is that just, correct? Did you see through yes! the papers? No, I'm that much of a psycho. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, all right. Three more questions. She's 100%, by the way. Here we go. Number five. Go ahead. What does RAB stand for? Mm. Regulus. Oh, what's his middle name? It's Regulus Black, but his middle name is. I got that too. I couldn't figure out the middle name. Mike. My son Jameson would be so ashamed of me right now. All right, Regulus, some name of a star, black. We're gonna final answer. Re Regulus. No, if I don't get it correct, it's wrong, and you mark me wrong. I'm gonna mark you wrong for sure. Just give it a shot. Say something. It starts with an A. I, yeah. 
I that I, that, <laughs> that, 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 I, I did have that. Um, <laughs> Regulus. I'm taking it away from you. Okay. She missed one so far. Uh, All right, here we go. These these are these last few are hard. Should I tell her the answer? Yes. Regulus Arcturus Black. Arcturus. 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 Well, I won't forget that now. All right. <laughs> All right. What do Lupin and Tonks name their son? Wait. Lupin and Tonks' son's name is Ted. Teddy. After his oh, dad. After his after his grandfather. Dang. Okay. All right. All right. Number seven. All right. This one's hard. You keep saying that. I'm just trying to scare me. What does <laughs> What does S P E W stand for? Oh, um, wow, that was a good one. What if I don't? It's Society for the Protection. Wait. That's that's fine. Okay. I will, if you use that, we'll, we'll accept okay. that. SP. Society for the Protection. Wow, I don't know. You're going to have to do of it. Elvi- of elfish el- Welfare. Dang it! Society. Promotion. Of oh, it's promotion of elfish welfare. Dang That's it. still good so far. All right. Oh my gosh. This, I'm ashamed this of one's myself interesting. already. This is the last one. You got to okay. get it right. Okay. Dumbledore has a scar that is the perfect match of what? The. Holy crap. I guess I'm not really a Harry Potter fan. Oh, this no. is vague. It's the perfect map of. It's like something really weird, like a. I don't know. You know what? Do it. Tell you, me what it is. It's the London Underground. No! Look, five out of eight no, is great. that is shameful. No, it's not. I think it's good. I didn't I'm know. I'm going to turn in my Harry Potter card. You <laughs> These more are hard. Did she know more than you? Way more. She did? Oh. Okay. So, These are all so are you, are you, so you smarter done, than a seventh grader? So Wait, you've done, well, I am she, a sixth grader. She's oh, okay. Sixth grade. So you, you did, she, she has read the books more than you. So you've outwitted a, a young lady and a, a thirty-eight-year-old man. <laughs> so. Well, wow. and I and the fact that it was Harry Potter related should make me very proud. She's a right? true Harry Potter fan. All yes. right, you can go ahead back. I got some more studying to do. We're gonna finish with a lightning round of oh, this or that. Okay. So I've added. I've actually added a new one in here. A Ooh. great new one. Okay. I think it's great. Okay. I'll let you know when it comes up. All right. Hot or cold running? Snow. Oh, cold. <laughs> Snow. Group run or solo run? Group. Oh. Ooh, can I say both? Both. Both, but you group. can say both, Fine. but tell us your preference. Like, I do like running with the group. Gotcha. I do. Music or silence? Podcast. Podcast, okay. Shout out to Forerunners yeah. Podcast. Forerunners Podcast. <laughs> Here we go. Um, trailer Road. Trail. I think I knew that. Yeah. Uphill or downhill? Ooh, uphill. That's who, a tough one. Listen, whoever, I, as a backpacker, whoever said, it's all downhill from here, like didn't ever carry 30 pounds on their back <laughs> walking downhill. Yeah. So for sure uphill. Downhill can be tough on your legs too, like running. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like a quad buster. Mm-hmm. Gel or chew? Chew. Chew. Morning or night? Morning. Long run or short run? I do like a long run because I think that when you're running with people, you get more time to 
to like connect with them. So long run for community purposes. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Garmin or Apple? Garmin. Cake or pie? This is Scott Ward's question. Oh, uh, cake. Cake, yeah. Cheesecake. Can I be specific? Uh, all right. I always got to be real extra. Strawberry? Cheesecake? Or just, just what do you put on Just plain New York style cheesecake. My wife and daughter just made a Japanese cheesecake that jiggled. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was tasteless. Oh. It was weird. So <laughs> they thought it was good. I thought you the oh. confection sugar, the confectionery sugar was good. That added flavor. Like on the top. Yeah, the texture was good, the sugar was good, but really the whole the volume of it didn't have a lot of flavor. So it was like a flavorless cake. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I, I would eat it again. Okay, okay. They did eat it. They tore it up. <laughs> Alright, so here we go. Um Star Wars or Star Trek? Um, I have something to tell you. I am such a Harry Potter nut job that I've actually not watched any of either of those. Me, I've never seen any Star Wars movies ever in my I, life. I've only watched a few portions of them. Okay, so my dad used to watch Star Trek, so I've watched a lot more Star Trek. I'm going to opt out of that question. Here's my new one. Okay, ready. I'm I'm going to make a... I, I guess I, I'm thinking I know which one you'd pick, but okay. maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Seinfeld or Friends? Oh, here's why these are disappointing. I don't know if you know this about me, oh, but yeah. I don't watch any You're TV. You're not a television watcher. My freshman, yeah, like I just, I decided in high school, I was like, I'm not going to watch TV. What a big time What do you waster. think you'd like more? Seinfeld or Friends? Oh, uh, probably Seinfeld. Okay. I kind of like the like We'll go idiot. with what you I like think the idiot humor. <laughs> All right, comedy or action? Comedy. All right. And last but not least, finally, somebody back on the show that knows their school. <gasps> What is your Harry Potter school? Hufflepuff and proud. I'm Hufflepuff too. <laughs> I know Knuckle all up. the best people yes, are. I know. Hufflepuff people are the the great people. Yes. But nobody knows it because they weren't Cause, focused. Because we're not flashy. Yeah, that's I mean, all it is. We just, well. We just, okay. <laughs> just kidding. Who are we talking to? <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's, it's great. There's powerful moments, funny moments. And I think that the community is going to eat it. This, listen, this was a surreal experience to get to do this, so I hope I didn't say anything crazy. Nah, you kept it good. <laughs> okay. so. Thank you. Thanks yes. for having me on. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Rachel Kipe as much as I did. Do yourself a favor and find a way to make her part of your life ASAP. On next week's episode, we'll sit down with Glenn Edwards, FOMO Run Club Prez. Glenn will talk about his family, his work, his love for the beach, and we top it off by talking about his tumultuous journey to becoming a runner. For now, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed. Godspeed.